Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. This episode is brought to you by SplashClick.com, where you can make a huge splash online with just a few clicks. Check it out at SplashClick.com. It's S-P-L-A-S-H-C-L-I-Q.com. Today's guest, I am really excited to share her story and what she does with you. We have Erin Birch with us, who is the founder of The Birch Method, which is an approach to reversing pain and aging. I'm guessing I have your attention now. Erin, thank you for coming on with us. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. What a pleasure. So you've been in health and wellness for something like 40 years, right? That's right. So you started out back in physical therapy. You did a most immersive yoga study. And then you ran into a situation that really pushed you to create your own solution. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey and and how you ended up doing what you do? Ah, sure. Um, It was harrowing, (laughs) honestly. So um, I, you know, I had um, gotten married and I was pregnant and we were we had no business being out in this snowstorm, but we were, and we got sideswiped by a cab oh, thinking, wow. and I'm thinking, okay. And, and the cab left the scene. Like it was, it was kind of a crazy situation. Mm-hmm. And then, and then um, my baby turned out to be just fine. Thank yeah. God. And, but I have, I developed an abdominal abscess, which there's probably nothing more painful in the whole wide world than an abscess. Wow. And so I had, I ended up having surgery, but not before it kind of grew to a kind of a, a, a critical situation. And I could have died um, if the abscess had burst and my baby too. Um, wow. And then a year later, um, I, well, I had had my, my home birth with my daughter and that was awesome. But a year later, um, I found out when I, when the pain returned that I had had what is described as a, um, a kind of a rotten appendix for some time. Wow. Which, which you don't, which you don't hear about, right? It's usually the thing. And yeah. So mine had been rotten for some time, which is probably what had caused the abscess. So Mm -hmm. another surgery, life-saving surgery. Oh, thank God. I've dodged these two bullets, but now I'm thinking my body's just going to go back to normal, Mm -hmm. but it didn't. So what happened was the scar tissue and the adhesions from this situation had literally like attached to every structure in my, in my whole, like right side of my abdomen, my lower back, my sacrum, my hip joint, like everything Mm -hmm. there, you name it. And started to like pull and twist my body, my, my pelvis in such a way that the first thing I noticed, cause I'm busy with my daughter and I'm back to work and all that. First thing I noticed is my right foot's peeling off the floor odd behavior for a foot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so what happened was I, if you, if you stand up and, and you twist so far, there's a point at which your foot will start peeling off the floor. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, mm-hmm. this is, this is not a sustainable situation because um, your body loves alignment. Right. And, and um, so my lower back was starting to twist. And so I started to limp and I had to lift my leg into the car. And I was starting to like kind of fall apart and feel like an old person in a 35 year old body. Yeah. Wow. And, <sighs> and, uh, and so when my exhaustive attempts to try to find somebody who would fix this mm-hmm. turned out kind of nothing, <laughs> which mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they weren't doing good work. It was just, 
that my situation was so extreme right. that, that people don't know how to fix old age. You know, that's kind of what, what it came down to. Mm-hmm. So there I am in the crosshairs, right? Just kind of being like, uh, I only have two really pretty horrifying options. One is to like resign and let myself get sucked into a future. I know I can't live because I love movement. I love my body. I love being able to do what I can do. And I already had the experience where, um, I, I was doing yoga and instead of that fabulous stretching sensation that you look forward to, I had internal ripping. Wow. And I thought, Ooh, this is really bad because well, not only, not only is it really horrible to feel internal ripping, but from my physical therapy perspective, I knew that that only happens when you've run out of grace. Mm. And if you've run out of grace, it's sort of like that Selma and Louise scene where they're driving off the cliff. Like decline is going to be swift and inevitable. Like, you Mm. know, like there's no coming, you know, so coming back from that is, is, you know, just doesn't, doesn't work so well. So the other, the other option that I was left with, which is obviously the one I took was to, um, to try to fix it myself. And I, Mm. you know, it's one of those things, Michelle, where, and I'm sure your listeners will like totally get this, but when you put a stake in the ground, it was like, Mm. God is my witness kind of a moment, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever it takes Mm-hmm. Because because the alternative is so horrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Desperation drives us to do many things. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Okay. So when you had that that moment of okay, this is that future is not acceptable. This is where I'm headed. Um, what did you do to figure out how to help your body heal itself? Well, that's a really long and an interesting question I an mean, answer, but I will, mm-hmm. I will, I will slice and dice a little bit. Um, the very first thing I think I did, because this is going back like 25, 26 years, but mm-hmm. the very first thing that I did was I, I, I realized that my body wasn't under my command anymore. Mm, right. Okay. I mean, I, I couldn't make it do things. Now we're, we're as Westerners, we've sort of inherited this, um, master slave relationship with our bodies. Like Westerners, we don't even think about it, but think about the whole history of the Western, you know, mm-hmm. exploration of the world. What you don't understand, you dominate. And it's happened with, mm-hmm. you know, with literally with slavery, it's happened with nature, it's happened with animals, it's happened with women and children, it's happened with our bodies. It's So, so we just unquestionably had, mm-hmm. I did anyway, I had this paradigm where I was like, Oh, well, I'll just tell my body to do and it, what to do and it'll do it. But it would, that wasn't working. So yeah. I had to shift from my body being my servant mm-hmm. to being my teacher. That is a really interesting perspective change. Yeah, it was huge. And, and when I work with people, my clients, I encourage them to take on a partnership with their body and a, because, because first of all, the master slave relationship or the master servant relationship has a finite time. I ran into it way early, but for most people, it'll invert at some point right. where the master becomes the slave and the slave becomes the master. You know, the yeah. whole, the whole, my, the, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, mm. 
you know, sort of speaks to that. So it doesn't bode well for the aging process. Right, right. But a partnership is really fascinating because suddenly you have to really be invested and care and listen to the messages of your body in a way Mm -hmm. that you've never had to before. And that's what, that was one of the big things that I, that I did. That's, that is fascinating. So what took you from, I'm going to solve my problem. I'm going to create a a different outcome for myself here to deciding to do that as a business for yourself. What was that part of your journey like? (laughs) Well, you know, it wasn't, so it wasn't really a decision up until that's a fascinating question, Michelle, because I had been, so I had been in physical therapy. Mm-hmm. I had gone to the yoga ashram where I spent four years studying yoga and, and living a yoga lifestyle actually. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I was out and physical therapy was my default. So I mm-hmm. went back to physical therapy and I was there for, uh, let's see, maybe, I don't know, 10 years or so, maybe something like that. And then, and then as I started to engage in, in my body, Mm-hmm. And I, I had always done massage sort of as a, as a thing because I, I just enjoyed that and it was good money. And so that, that mm-hmm. kind of supplemented my, my income at the time. But, and then, it, and then I started to develop a knowing um, through, through working with my own body. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I started to get inklings of the design of our body. And I was always checking it out with my clients and as I followed the design, I was like, well, I can't do physical therapy anymore because it's so limiting in terms of how I express what I know, what I now know to be true. Um, so I had started this little, you know, tiny practice, just kind of paying my bills kind of thing. And then I had what I call a God call. Okay. So I woke up one morning, I was living in Western Massachusetts in the Berkshire mountains. And I, I woke up one morning, sat up in bed and this voice said to me, what are you doing? It had a real Mm -hmm. New Jersey kind of attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? And it was clear that it was referring to my business. And I was like, Mm -hmm. "Hmm, um, I'm doing this thing here and and the voice was like nope you gotta think bigger and I was like excuse me and and it and it kept pushing and pressing me until this is weird this is crazy but until I had had identified like five areas that I was going to excel at being an author speaker teacher healer and, and consultant and I was like Whoa, like it literally, it literally blew my mind. So, um, so I I was like, oh God, well, I guess I got to kind of at least try. Mm -hmm. So the last, I don't know, seven or 10 years have been me making this horrendous transition from died in the wool clinician, like just doing what my, you know, to, to entrepreneur. Mm but my brain wasn't wired that way. So I've literally had to rewire my brain. Yeah. So what, what was your biggest challenge when you made that shift and, and started rewiring things? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Fair enough. I think most of the audience can probably identify with that answer. Okay. I mean, technology was, is so oh, yeah. not my wheelhouse. And, and I felt like I had to like, like, I felt like um, I was the, 
the Dutch boy with the with the, at the dike with all of these holes springing all the time, and I'm like running around. So a lot of the time, I was just chasing my tail, not really being yeah. focused, and and trying to learn mm-hmm. all these massive, massively important skills, yeah. like speaking and and copywriting and um and email conversational stuff and um and video and um. Like you name it, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot, you know, and trying to, trying to enroll people. And I'm still, I'm still like, I don't know, kind of, you know, stupid at it, but it's okay. (laughs) It's a process. I think for all of us, when we look back at where we started, because I went through the same thing. There are parts of this that I am just absolutely not (laughs) wired for. And it's, it really has been a huge process to get myself to where I go, okay, this is what I'm here to do. How do I actually make it happen? And and I can completely identify with that feeling of trying to plug all the, the holes that are coming up as you're going through and learning these new skills because yes. it, it's a challenge. But I love the way you phrased that, that you had, even though you had a New Jersey accent, um, that God moment <laughs> of this is what you're supposed to be doing. And then your five areas that you decided yes. to focus on. I mean, I didn't decide. It decided for me. <laughs> but, you know, so so it's very humbling to get that kind, to have that kind of a conversation with the source, yeah. I assume it was source, unless it was some evil. Um, <laughs> evil but I think twin. you're doing good in the world, so it's it's safe to assume where that came from. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, you know, I I didn't I I was completely blown away by it because mm-hmm. I I just was not configured to really you know I'd done some speaking, mm-hmm. but you know like you know just was like. I, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's a skill that we're not taught growing up most of the time to be able to get out there in front of people, get on a stage or get on video like this. And it was a huge learning curve for me as well. It's not somewhere that I would say I was just born comfortable there. Yeah. Well, you know, the aspects to, to speaking that make you successful are manifold. Like it just yeah. goes on. You could do it for the rest of your life and never have a dull moment. Like you literally could just completely, Completely dedicate yourself to speaking mm-hmm. because, because the, the skill of connecting is different than the skill of selling, which is different than the skill of, of using words and your voice and your body, which is different than the skill of, you know, I don't know, just goes There's, on. There are, there are so many different pieces, but you know, one of the things that I always kind of try to bring clients back to um, when I'm coaching people about all these different visibility options and different things you can do to get your business out there is the idea that I think you're actually demonstrating right now while we're talking that when you have your story and you're passionate about what you do and the change you want to make for people, if you just get out there and share that, even if it's not perfect, even if a speaking <laughs> coach, I wouldn't even want to send them this video. I can imagine you know, <laughs> notes they would make for us, but just sharing that allows you to connect with people in a way that the right people will find you and ask those questions and want to work with you and your business grows. And I think that's, that's an important thing for all of us to keep in mind because that uh, the example of, you know, plugging those holes is just such a fantastic (laughs) one that I'm sure everybody listening can identify with. So let's, let's talk for a minute about not, not the holes you're plugging, but the things that are, that are in place in your business. I know you work with, with clients in a variety of different situations. I, um, when I was looking through everything and from the conversations we've had, I know you work with people locally in California Mm -hmm. and then you also do virtual 
So what's, what are the different ways that you work with clients? I know it's from, you know, women who have just gone through childbirth or athletes, all sorts of different mind body connection. Yeah. Well, so if, if you sort of look at the model from the Birch method, which mm-hmm. again, sort of came very organically, like, so, so the, the three things um, that I, that I focus on are such strong and powerful pillars in and of themselves, mm-hmm. honestly. So, so the, First one is alignment and alignment. My definition is that which works. So, Mm. um, you know, if you're, if you're a golfer and you, and you, and you hit the golf ball and it goes in the hole, you did something right. Like you're getting feedback that something worked. Mm -hmm. Right. And if it goes off, then you get instant feedback that it didn't, there was not alignment, Mm. you know? So, and when you're, when you're, when you're, uh, in relationship, like you can feel when there's alignment and resonance mm-hmm. and you can feel when there's not. Um, so alignment is that which works. And, and in reference to the body, if you think about, I use the, the mm-hmm. analogy of clockworks, which it, it, we're now digital. So it, maybe it's completely, I don't even know if people know what clockworks look like, but they're the, the inter the interconnected pieces, mm-hmm. right? Very specific design. Right. And if something goes a little awry in those clockworks, the whole mechanism shuts down. Yeah. Now in the body, the whole mechanism doesn't shut down usually mm-hmm. or immediately, but every single small deviation from the design will create a cost. Mm-hmm. So if you think about if I'm holding a weight, right in my hand and it's and I'm perpendicular to the floor. So I I'm using the alignment of my arm to mm-hmm. hold the weight. But if I, if I start to deviate just a little bit from that, it'll start creating a cost. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. So, so the more aligned we are, the more mm-hmm. energy we have, the more um, joy that we have, the more um, performance we have available to us, the more, um, the more, you know, the more our life is working, right. The more available we are to ourselves and others and to our, Mm. to our passion. So when I was in that situation where my, I was completely contorted, I didn't have access to my alignment at all. Like, yeah, which is why the ripping, the internal ripping happened because with that much, that degree of distortion, I was screwed. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, so the, the, so alignment's super, super important. And if mm-hmm. you just focused on that, you would go a long way. So this, sure. the second thing that I, that I focus on is attunement. And actually that was the only thing I had to start with. That was the only crowbar uh-huh. that I had to, to open up my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and attunement means, okay. Our, we've been living in our bodies for, you know, more than a couple weeks, right? <laughs> and we have, we have a nervous system that goes pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so we're literally bugged and we could eavesdrop. We could like, huh. we could listen in on our body's conversation at any place. And our body's actually feeding us, um, information all the time but we've been in our bodies for a long time and and we only know like um a modicum of uh, phrases mm-hmm. you know like if you if you went to to a completely different um country and didn't know the language you'd get by with a handful of phrases right 
you know, um, to, to get your immediate needs met. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you wanted to stay in that country and you wanted to actually settle down, <laughs> yeah. um, you'd have to learn more than this, mm-hmm. you know, simple, yeah. you know, phrase book for, for getting your, right. You need more than the little translation pamphlet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you'd have to get nuance and you'd have to, yeah. in order to negotiate things, right? In order to get your needs met by negotiating for what you needed, you would have to go deeper into that language. But most of us have not done that with our own bodies. And so that's a great point. Yeah. And it's, and I got to tell you, it's time like embodiment is it's, it's the new black. (laughs) It really, it really is because um, if you don't know what's going on in your body, you're powerless to change it. Yeah. And, and I talk about it from like when you're in a car, um, would you rather be in the driver's seat mm-hmm. or in the trunk? Well, clearly the driver's seat. <laughs> but most people are in the trunk with regards to their own health and their own bodies, right? That I mean- makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'd never thought about it that way. But yeah, I think most of us probably are not only in the trunk, but locked in the trunk. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Bound and gay. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. Okay. So that, that's the second thing is, uh, is changing that communication, yeah. putting yourself back in the driver's seat. Yeah. Learning how to that's listen. Great analogy. Yeah, because when you're in the driver's seat, the experience between those two those two scenarios are so mm-hmm. extreme. Like yeah. if you, if you if the car stops and you're in the trunk and somebody opens the trunk and you arrive someplace where you don't want to be, you're kind of, you know, you're disoriented, you don't know how to get back to where you came from. Yeah. But if you've been in the driver's seat all along, if you get someplace by accident mm-hmm. that you don't like, you can you have all of these things available to you. To, right. to negotiate that, right? Gotcha, yeah. And then the, the third thing, the third really powerful tool that I used is something called assembly. And mm-hmm. assembly is a weird word to, you know, when you think about the body, but something holds you together. Okay. Because if it didn't, you would be not together. <laughs> yes, we are, we are together. We're not like flubber um, kind of floating around. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, and, and people don't think of, like, I've had, I've had to think about these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, so if you think about tension as being the glue of the universe, like hmm. a water molecule has tension, like the atoms have a certain like tension relationship mm-hmm. that keep them together and make it a water molecule rather than the, the hydrogen and the oxygen. So, um, so tension is mm-hmm. a necessary and good thing, which it usually gets pretty bad rap, and it gets yeah. a bad rap. It gets a bad rap because tension is in the wrong place. Hmm. I know. No one ever thinks about like I, like I said. No, that, this I've, is this is a totally new line of thought for me. <laughs> I've had to think about this stuff because I was such I was so scotch taped and safety uh-huh. together myself. Like I remember feeling mm-hmm. and describing it that way. Yeah. Like I don't like I was so disintegrated in my in my body. Mm-hmm. Um. So I had to figure out some way to hold me together again. Yeah. And um, tension in the wrong places is actually incredibly corrosive and aging to the body. Okay. So, for example, 
If I said to you, if, if I said to you, Michelle, I want you to close your eyes mm-hmm. and I want you to, to find all of the places of tension in your body. Okay. And, and then I want you to imagine a, an, a volume button in front of you. And let's say you could turn the volume up on that tension and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And that's a decade. And then Mm -hmm. if you, and then if I said, okay, now I want you to turn up more and faster, a little bit more, a little bit more and a little bit more, that's two decades. And then even faster and even more and even faster and even more. And that's three decades. And what people Mm -hmm. do, can you, can you feel what's happening in your body? Yeah. Not a good feeling. Not a good feeling. Not a good feeling. But if you got there really slowly, would you have noticed it? That that's true. You don't notice it when it's over time. It's yeah. Wow. So, so that is, that's the problem is that we need to solve. Like how do you play the tension game and win? Right. So, so there's, there's a system in our bodies that I call the core container. So it's, so it's, a whole other iteration of what people commonly think of as the core. And it's, and it's um, because here's what I found. And this is fascinating to me. The assumption that people make is, you know what, if I go to the gym and I strengthen or if I go to Pilates and Mm -hmm. I strengthen this, I'm going to use it functionally. But that doesn't necessarily happen. Mm. And so when people are standing or when they're sitting or when they're walking, they're not actually accessing the system of the core container to support them and actually be a reservoir for the tension in their body so that they don't have to put it, they don't have to farm it out to these other mm. places that it has no business being. That is fascinating. I know. <laughs> And, okay, and so, so, so when I'm reversing aging in people, mm-hmm. I'm teaching them this because think about it. If tension is aging and mm-hmm. when it's in the wrong places, and then you start to redirect and reclaim that tension and put it into a place that's actually yeah. designed to hold it. Now we've got an actual shot at reversing, not just, not just not getting older, like in a big way, but literally like reversing you because youth is separate moving parts. Mm. So if I had, a, if I was watching a family, let's say, mm-hmm. walk on the beach, right? So, which I, which happened the other day. So um, there's this little kids walking around and they're just like moving and bopping all over the place, mm-hmm. right? Like they're just so um, animated, right? And uninhibited and joyful and yeah. like, and, and lots of moving parts. And then their parents walk by. Hmm. Lot fewer moving parts. Yeah. And then let's say their parents walk by. Mm-hmm. So many fewer moving parts. Right, so the right. difference between a young body and an old body is the moving parts. Mm-hmm. So what if you could actually get back the feeling of not gluing yourself together? Mm-hmm. Right? So that you're not having tension in the places that create stiffness, that create soreness, that create pain, that create, you know, so what if you could do that? What? 
like suddenly you can move again because you're going back to the design, which the body just, I can't tell you how much it loves it. Like it just, it sings, like it just sings. And we haven't had that experience for decades. Most of us. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's something that I think everybody can, can picture the last time you saw a family multi-generational walking like that. It, there is a huge difference in the movement. Um, that, that is yeah. a great illustration. And I think all of us probably have that peace inside of us that knows it's possible and that really desires to go back to that freedom of movement that we had when we were little. Yeah. And so, you know, so habit patterns, emotional responses to life, injuries, surgery, Mm -hmm. these, these are all things that change the landscape. And, and then, you know, and I'll give you another huge tip. Like this is, this right here is worth the price of admission. (laughs) Okay. Um, When you have an injury or pain, Mm -hmm. our first response is to close down on it and, and exit. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I had a, I had a, like a, an, um, um, like a, like a pinched nerve in my neck. Ouch. Super painful. Right. Yeah. Like, like this kind of thing, but I didn't let it get to that place. Hmm. And the way that I didn't let it get to that place is that I relaxed instead of tried to protect it. Fascinating. Mm. It's so completely counterintuitive. I can't yeah. tell you. Completely. Like our te- like our, our our jumping in to protect that mm-hmm. is probably the worst thing we can do. Mm. Totally weird, I know. But so good. I had another time, like I know how long things last in the body, right? Mm-hmm. Like this pinched nerve would have been probably five to seven days and, and probably a trip to maybe a chiropractor or something like that. Right. Yeah. It was, re- it was really starting to really, you know, kink. Um, and then I also, um, within the last year I had a shoulder pain where mm-hmm. I, I literally like, I couldn't undress myself. I couldn't oh. like, I couldn't drive with my, like my hand on the wheel. Like it was mm-hmm. serious. Right. So much pain. And I just, I just, because I have this attunement, because I've practiced, right. right? Because I know my body's response and how to access the place that's tight, right? Mm-hmm. We all have access to it, but we don't practice it. Yeah. So, but so if mm-hmm. you can, if you can really let go of that instant and and like <sighs> tremendous urge to protect and hold something that hurts because you're afraid of the pain. What if you just got more spacious about your entire response to the pain and thought, Mm. okay, let's see what it actually feels like rather than the, you know, what I'm, what I'm demonizing about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. That that is really interesting because I think you're right. Most of us are so busy trying to get through life and just mask whatever the pain or the symptoms are that we're feeling that we're not really listening to our body in that way. Yeah. And I can't think of a more um, rich conversation to have than one with your own body. Yeah. Because that's, that's an important one. 
you're sitting, you know, you've, you've got to, you know, and when I was, when I met you at the summit I, and, and when I, when I gave my pitch, I said, look, I've worked in nursing homes. I've worked in hospitals. And so I've seen people who have outlived their body. Mm. Um, and while they didn't probably plan on being there, they also didn't plan not to be. Because they were in the trunk and not the driver's seat. Exactly. And it breaks my heart. I can't, I can't describe what it's like to see the world through my eyes. Because I literally can, I can see someone's aging trajectory in their body. I'm working now with an 11-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And, and the patterns are already there. Wow. It's, it's fascinating. And so when I see somebody who is walking around in a, in a cast or a boot mm-hmm. or whatever, I'm thinking to myself, and I, I'm sorry, this is kind of a Debbie Downer, but I'm thinking they're never going to be the same again. Not because they can't be. They absolutely can be. This stuff is moldable clay. Our bodies yeah. are completely moldable. Like completely. I was working with a woman today whose elbow broke when she was, four or five and it was and it's and it was kind of funky right uh-huh. and we worked with the tissue and it just opened up so beautifully she's in her 50s or 60s mm-hmm. right so so this stuff there's like you can, like this clay is so moldable if you know how to speak the language but but when people are in a cast or a boot or something like that our foot for example has 26 bones 33 joints. That's a lot of, I know. I know. Most of them are <laughs> looking the at toes. my foot. <laughs> most, most of them are in the toes. It's true. Huh. But, but there's a lot of um, possibility for movement, mm. right? And so, so if you, if you immobilize it for the classic six weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. what happens is because our body is built with movement in mind, right? Mm-hmm. Everything must move. Everything must move. That's the, that, that's the food that, mm-hmm. we, that our body um, feeds on. When, um, when immobilization happens, uh, it, it starts to creep in. The, scar t- the, the, the connective tissue, the fascia, mm-hmm. the scar tissue will start to, to bind the, the parts that aren't moving. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, you go to physical therapy and I know what they do in physical therapy because I did it for many years, but, um, they want the ankle to move, not necessarily each tiny little thing, mm-hmm. like recovery of that movement and mm-hmm. think about it. If your foot is your foundation, which huh. of course it is, right. um, and you, and you're lacking essential movement. Remember I talked about how everything has a, um, very specific design, right? Right. I, I call it so. Um, every structure has a very specific place to be, and that's mm-hmm. the happy place. And then it's got a very specific way that it moves, called uh-huh. the happy dance. And then, <laughs> and then it's got specific relationships, which are happy relationships, like special. That's great, ways, right? <laughs> so, so when something stops moving, it means something mm-hmm. else has to move more, mm-hmm. or things around it have to move less, right? There's that's kind of the only other option. <sighs> so. Um, yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's the restoration uh, after an injury is huge, which is mm-hmm. kind of what I do. I'm the Humpty Dumpty lady. Like <laughs> <laughs> that is a great branding phrase, the Humpty Dumpty lady. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I love that you shared that, even though you mentioned it's in some ways might be a downer because really 
I think that's the reason that a lot of us get into the businesses we get into is that through our eyes, we see something that to us is heartbreaking and yet we know it can be changed. We know it can be different for people if we can just get our message out there in front of them, show them the options they have and let them make a different choice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so, so the richness that's happening in the world of, of entrepreneurialism is like this, this, um, uh, marination, right. We're all sort of getting to like, I wouldn't have, you know, known about podcasting, for example, like I knew it existed, but I, you know, I didn't, it wasn't in my, in my world and now it's in my world and it's, and it, and it's a richer experience Mm -hmm. because of it. And then, you know, somebody else is talking about, you know, the foods that we eat and the necessity and somebody else is talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, um, you know, supplements from Australia or somebody else is talking about, you know, and it's like, wow, if we could see, if we could join these worlds and start like marinating in this soup, like how enriching our life actually becomes. Absolutely. I think entrepreneurship is the solution to most of the problems that we face. If we just have people doing what they're passionate about, using their gifts and sharing that, it has this amazing domino effect on the rest of the world, the people around us. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So I just want to say good for you for getting on the mic. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, I think we we were both inspired about podcasting from from the same starting point. And uh, it's one of those additional pieces (laughs) to to get in place. Exactly. But, you know, thankfully I'm going to this event that we talked about before we mm-hmm. started the recording is um, just getting so much support for actually making it happen. Well, and that's, that's such a huge thing for, for all of us when you're an entrepreneur and doing your own thing, looking at the pieces that you might not understand yet, or you might not fully get and being willing to say, Hey, I need support with this. Help mm-hmm. me out. Show me how to do it. Show me you know, how to get there faster with it. Whether it's in our case, learning more about podcasting or for some people who are listening, learning how to reconnect with their body and actually listen to those messages that their body is sending. There is something special that happens when you're able to say, okay, I'm not going to figure this out quickly enough on my own. Let me reach out to somebody who gets it and, and get that help and support from somebody who it is their gift and their passion to be able to help me with this. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. use each other's hacks for sure. Absolutely. Get there so much faster. It's so much faster. <laughs> so yeah. le- so much less dirty. Like it's, <laughs> too. Yeah. I got so dirty doing my work. Like I just, like I wore it for years, like, yeah. you know, like that. And, and, and now I, I know bodies so well mm. that I can put you in touch with yours mm. in a way that you're like, Oh, I never, like I was the woman I was working with today. I was like, do you mm. notice that you have tension here? She goes, I would never have known yeah. that if you didn't point it out. And I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a, a great place to mention if you are looking to Get reconnected a little bit more with your body, with the messages it's trying to send you. You can go to thebirchmethod.com. It's T-H-E-B-U-R-C-H-M-E-T-H-O-D. 
thebirchmethod.com and you will see a pop-up come up that says body whispers, love notes from your body. And you can get on Erin's list. She will send you notes to help you get back in touch with the messages that your body is trying to send you. So make sure you go to thebirchmethod.com to connect with Erin and find out a little bit more about how she can help support you if you're dealing with some of the things that she's talked about or even if you're just looking to have more energy to get back in touch with yourself to look at options for maybe aging a little bit more gracefully, more slowly, or or reversing some of the things that happen as we start to grow older. Uh, Erin, thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation with me today. My complete pleasure, Michelle. You are a joy. Thank you. And I know that listeners are going to get a lot out of, especially the pillars that you shared to really, you know, be in touch and attuned and aligned. And, uh, and, and what you shared about tension was really interesting as well, because we do tend to see it as a bad thing when, you know, nothing is inherently bad or good, as long right. as it's used in the way that it, it, it or looked at from the right perspective, I guess is a better way to right. say that. So That's thank right. you. I appreciate you you sharing the, the uh, mindset and perspective shifts that you did today. You're welcome. Can, can I direct people to the, the contact page to, to actually Absolutely. get in touch with me too, to, um, you know, possibly set up a, a, a call so we can really discover like what you want and how you can get it with your body. Absolutely. So I'm guessing they can find that if they go to the birchmethod.com and somewhere there's a contact link. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's the the last page. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So there will be a link somewhere near this video if you're watching or the audio if you're listening where you can go connect with Erin, get on her list and have a conversation with her about how you can get more in touch with your body, discover more about the Birch Method, what she does. And I'm sure that you will find a lot of value in getting yourself a little more back in alignment. Thank you again for coming on today. For everybody listening, please make sure that you subscribe, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes or elsewhere. Click that little subscribe button. If you found this episode helpful, leave a review, leave a comment, let us know, and uh, tune in again for the next episode.